NFL Week 9, and this is your first look on DraftKings. We're going to take a look at the QB position. We're going to go position by position on DraftKings. Um, just take a look, go over stuff, go over the games, go over the matchups, and put together a first look lineup, which I've got a couple of plays that stand out, but also, man, this is going to be a tough one, and you're about to see what I'm talking about. It is QB injuries galore, uh, only 10 games on the slate, low totals everywhere you look. And take a look at this. So I, I've got the uh, domination station loaded up here. And as you can see, 37 pointer, 43. We don't have a game. Most of these games, 40 point total, 40 point total, 37 and a half, 39, 43. So most of these games are really low total outside of maybe, I guess, this Cowboys at the Eagles game, which has a decent outlook. And that'll be a game that um, probably we're going to have to pull from a bit. But Let's go around. Take a look at some of these team totals here. Um, you got a 21-pointer for the Falcons. Uh, Ravens look pretty decent at 24. Rams, Packers, no good. Um, Cardinals, Browns is gross. Giants, Raiders is pretty ugly. Who's the quarterback for the Giants? No idea. Uh, Colts at the Panthers could have some interest. So a lot of injured QBs, a lot of weird spots. We're going to go through all of that. And just kind of figure out each of these position groups this week. So there's some injuries at wide receiver as well. There are some opportunities to pop up. So we'll we'll get into some of that. But let's start by taking a look at the quarterback position on FanDuel. And at the top of the list, we've got uh, Lamar. Makes sense. Um, he's been doing pretty well. Uh, or at least he had a good game in between some, some duds last week. Not a good game for Lamar last week as they... Um, Gus Edwards, who if you had watched tournament tactics or the um, players club podcast that I do on Saturdays. We were really high on Gus Edwards. I bet Gus Edwards to score two touchdowns. He ended up scoring three. That was nuts, but, but that's what happens. And, and that was actually a really important lesson to understand about fantasy football in general. So much of what the QB is going to do is tied into how their running backs end up doing. And, and there is an inverse relationship there that, that it's important to really understand it to grasp it and to embrace it in a sense, understand there's an inverse relationship. So this is a big reason why we want to kind of avoid running backs with their QB. Um, if the, if the running back is dominating, the QB is not just like last week we saw with Dak Prescott Pollard, another terrible week to the benefit of Dak Prescott. So just keep that in mind as we go through these, but Lamar Jackson here at Seattle, that's a good spot for Lamar. Um, you know, Seattle will need to be competitive probably to push him to do anything, but I'm fine with this, uh, going right back to that Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews um, combination. Similar for Jalen Hurts, he's been, he has truly actually been on fire as of late, 31-pointer last week, another 31-pointer, um, usually hanging in the mid-20s. So that's about what we would expect. 31-32 at this salary is a 4X, so that is perfectly acceptable at the high end. And um, he's taking on a Dallas team that is really good defensively. I like the spot, but he's going up against an elite defense, so we'll see what happens there. Justin Fields probably another week, um, probably still not going to play, so I'm not expecting Justin Fields to play this week. Um, would be an okay spot if he was. Um, next up, we've got Dak Prescott, and I'm actually going to plug Dak into this lineup. You know, the Eagles are really good against the run and kind of bad against uh, the pass, so it, the matchup just stands out. Uh, this is the only game that kind of has a decent total 
So I'm going to plug in Dak Prescott, but there are other QBs that I definitely want to talk about that are of interest this week. Um, there aren't many, so it, it's important to point out the ones that are. Uh, Stafford looks like he's out for the Rams. Um, CJ Stroud is in a good spot against Tampa. Tampa is another one of these teams that's going to slow down the run. So um, you're going to want to pass against them. And I think this could be a really good bounce back game for CJ Stroud. Uh, I, I would have him on my list. There's only a couple more, so we're not going crazy. Um, it's Lamar Hertz, Dak Stroud so far for me. Um, Gino, eh, not a really good matchup on the road against Baltimore. Baltimore's got a really good defense, so I would be avoiding that. Um, I'm not into playing Kyler Murray in his first game back against Cleveland, no less. That's gross. Howell on the road at uh, Howell was decent at home last week against the Eagles, but I'm not into the on the road thing um, at New England. That's not a good spot for him. Um, another decent spot, as crazy as this sounds, is Derek Carr. He's going to be in my mix. It's crazy. He almost made the first look lineup. Um, it's really kind of between him and Dak for me because you, you'll you see what happens when you pay up at QB for either, you know, for Hertz or Lamar. It's wildly difficult to actually put a lineup together that's decent, at least until we have some clarity in terms of... Um, you know, some of these injuries or, or other value spots, they're going to open themselves up. So we're not there yet um, this week. But the other QB on my list for this week is uh, Gardner Minshew um, at Carolina. So I, I, while it's better to run on Carolina than to pass, I think Gardner Minshew's in the mix for me as well. And, you know, maybe that's about it. Maybe Taylor Heineke, if we want to get a little crazy, silly for the Millie kind of stuff, if he starts for Ritter, we'll see. Um, but beyond that, that's about it at the QB position. So I'm going to start with Des Ritter. And we're going to build a correlated lineup around Des Ritter. Now, so what does correlated mean? We're going to build a lineup where if, if Des Ritter is having a smash game, these other pieces are probably doing well as well. So we're going to try to get a bring back from the Eagles here, maybe. But we're certainly going to try to pair up Des with one or two of his playmakers. So we'll get into that shortly. Um, let's let's jump over to defense. I know I'm going from QB to defense, but part of this is I just want to kind of figure out how much salary I have to spend when building this lineup. So usually defense being one of the cheapest positions is where I like to go second. Um, if we take a look from the bottom up here, the Giants at Las Vegas. Giants, not a good defense. Vegas has Jimmy, so that's no good. Seahawks, no. Bears, no. Rams, no. Oh, eh, Rams, no. Maybe, but no. Um, Cardinals on the road against Cleveland, backup QB, acceptable. But one spot that I actually like is the Packers at home taking on a Rams team likely to be without Matthew Stafford. Brett Rippon uh, is the backup. He is not a particularly good backup quarterback. So I'm down with taking a defense against a backup quarterback every time. That's just how I like to find a defense. So at 2,800, I'm cool with them. Um, there's a couple other spots, though, that I think are reasonable this week. Patriots at home against Washington, sure. Um, I was going to say, I, I don't mind going right back to the Falcons. The Raiders, if the Giants roll out Danny DeVito at quarterback again, I mean, yeah, you could play the Raiders defense. They're not good, but who cares? You're going up against a non-NFL caliber QB. So, yeah, of course. Um, 
Yeah, Saints at home against Tyson Badgett. That's probably a score lots of points situation. I don't even mind the Browns against Arizona. So there are a lot of good spots this week to attack on defense. But I think that the Packers at home for 2800 is really, really good on uh, DraftKings. So I'm sticking with that. Now let's roll through the running back position. And, you know, I, I already went through this. And Alvin Kamara stands out as far and away the, the chalk. It's going to be very high owned. They're 8100 it's difficult to complete a lineup with Kamara in it. But he's going to be somebody that's going to be really, really popular, rightfully so. I think he put up 29 last week. One thing I would say, 27, 29, 8, 16, 24, 32, is like those are ceiling games for Alvin Kamara, and that's just barely making value. The problem is there are so few viable plays at running back this week, it's going to be difficult to try to work without him. I'm going to put him in here, but we might have to pull him because Dak really needs to go with an expensive wide receiver like CD lamb. And that's going to be difficult to do with also an eight K running back, but we'll see if we can pull it off. Okay. Other names. I mean, I'm sure the giants will lean heavy on Saquon Barkley because they have nothing else to do. Yeah. 36 carries. Like he just, even against the jets elite defense, when you're just going to keep handing it to this guy because they got nothing else, he'll probably just get there on sheer volume alone against Vegas. So I don't mind Barkley, even on a Giants team that's probably not going to score very much um, as an alternative to Kamara. Really interesting tournament pivot, so to speak. Walker's not in the best spot at Baltimore. I don't really like that. Um, Jacobs, yeah, that's fine too. Jacobs has been crap. Listen, we warned you off of Jacobs in the showdown. Uh, if you if you watch the showdown breakdown this week, we said Jacobs does not um, tend to you know we actually predicted 29 rushing yards for 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 Jacobs in that game or 35 rushing yards something like that. I mean, he did more than that, but it was another disappointing outing for Josh Jacobs. He got the touchdown, which sort of saved it just a smidge, but not really. You know, 714-20. He needs a 28. He hasn't really even sniffed that all season to even be viable. But I do think this is a decent spot for him against a dead Giants team. So this could be a good spot for Jacobs and maybe somewhere to jump on board that bandwagon. But just keep in mind, he kind of stinks this year. Pollard is more of just a, a contrarian GPP pivot off of Dak. I would never play him with Dak. It doesn't make sense. And Eagles have a really good uh, rush defense. So that's a no. Um, DeAndre Swift, I think, is OK. Not the you know, Dallas has a pretty good defense. I don't mind this as a bring back in this kind of lineup with Dak. Not a must, but it's somebody that I like. I want to mention that. There's not too many great running back spots this week, so we have to sort of embrace the ones that are here. Jonathan Taylor, I think, might actually be a really good play um, at Carolina. But again, once again this week, Taylor did not out-snap or outplay Zach Moss. So there's that, right? I would lo love Taylor here if I knew he was getting more touches, but I don't know about that. Aaron Jones still not getting a full workload. So until that really changes, I, I don't think I like him. Um, Bijan Robinson, though, I do like at Minnesota or, or at home against Minnesota. Bijan kind of sort of maybe kind of got the touchdown. So we accept it. But last week, the biggest issue was he didn't catch any of his targets. It was a rough game for him. But I still think at 6K, he's fairly priced. And that is a good matchup against a team with no... Um, Oh, actually, now they got Dobbs now, so I guess they do have a quarterback. After this, it gets really skinny. Um, the only other real viable running backs, I guess, Rashad White. He had a decent week last week. They're throwing to him a little bit, so that's fine. 
Um, Kareem Hunt, not really. Uh, Madison, no. Ramondre, eh, no, 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 no. Maybe Chuba, but probably not. And that's about it. So really, this week, in terms of running backs, we're, we're going to be cycling through a really small group of viable running backs. I put that group as uh, Barkley, um, Jacobs, Swift, Taylor, Bijan, Kamara, and White. And it is a small group. And I think what I'm taking away from it is this is not a week to um, to use a running back in the flex. I, I want fewer running backs, not more. So I'm going to plug Jonathan Taylor in over here and just kind of hope again, hope against hope that his role increases. But I think that between him and Bijan, it's it's pretty scary. All right. Moving on to the tight end position, and then we'll get to all the wide receivers that we want. With Dak Prescott in this lineup, remember, I'm trying to build a, a bit of a correlated lineup here. So either pieces from Philly, if we can fit them in, would be great. And of course, Dallas pieces. So let me actually start because we're building this lineup with CD Lamb. So I'm going to put him in at, at wide receiver, but we're not going to go through wide receivers. I'm just going to jump over now, right back over to tight end. Um, it's funny, TJ Hawkinson was priced down, but they've got Josh Dobbs now, and he's very into throwing to the tight end, as we saw um, even with Trey, Trey McBride last week. So I don't mind Hawkinson at 5,200. If this is a Lamar lineup, I'll play Andrews, but I'm probably not playing him in a non-Lamar lineup. Um, Dallas Goddard is really interesting, and I'm going to plug him in, in here as sort of a bring back in this game. So we got Prescott, Lamb, Goddard, and I kind of like that mix. You know, it's funny. You might say, hey, why not play Ferguson? And my answer is Ferguson at 4K versus Goddard at 4.8K. We might we might say Ferguson for the flex. I don't mind double tight end this week. This is going to be a week where we're going to allow it. There's very few. Early in the week, there aren't that many viable, especially pay down options. So we'll allow it. But just to talk through the rest of the tight end position, uh, Taysom Hill is now priced up to 4,700. That is just crazy. Um Dalton Schultz is fine. Pitt's fine. Ferguson, fine. I don't know if I like Trey McBride in this matchup anymore. Um, I guess Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's interesting. Um, the Patriots lost Kendrick Bourne this week, and who are they throwing to? So maybe Hunter Henry gets a little more action. I don't know. Um, maybe Luke Musgrave. He's been okay at, 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 at 3,300. I think that's acceptable. Yeah, that's about it for viable tight ends. So again, this week, setting up really interesting. All the games are low scoring. So almost everybody's in play, even in a bad matchup. And I don't think we're going to see 250-point scores this week. I'm I'm warning you guys now, don't tilt when your lineup is on pace for 170 or 180. That might be what wins tournaments in NFL Week 9. So don't, don't tilt early this week, I'm telling you. And by the way, if you're enjoying this content, remember to hit that like button. Of course, subscribe to the channel. And, um, you know, we have all kinds of content like this at DFS Army, and we're always teaching. DFS Army is always about teaching our members how to use the tools, how to use the optimizer, how to use, um, how, you know, the strategy behind how to prepare a DFS lineup, how to correlate. So um, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Hit that notification bell. If you want to get signed up at DFS Army, get in there. Link in the description below um, for that. Okay, continuing on. At the wide receiver position, we already plugged in 
CD Lamb. Now I'm gonna go and I'm gonna actually scroll all the way down and plug in my favorite punt play on this slate. I should have I should have teased this earlier. We've got a core sort of paydown option. Demario Douglas coming off a seven target game. Yes, I know it's New England, but you want to throw against Washington. And by the way, I didn't mention this, but even Mac Jones is a viable QB play this week. You want to be throwing against Washington. So um, it's tougher to run on them than, th than to throw. Demario Douglas steps in and probably becomes the WR1 for the Patriots now that Kendrick Bourne is done for the season. Do I trust Devontae Parker? No. This dude is dust, and he has a perpetual Q tag. So everybody is better than Devontae Parker. I don't even know what other wide receivers they have in in, um, in New England, as a matter of fact. Now I'm curious. Who the hell are their wide receivers? So, yeah, Parker. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster is dust. And there's just no one else here. Jalen Rager? Tyquan Thornton, maybe? So, I mean, they don't have a lot going on. So I think it's Demario Douglas who's going to be sort of the guy that gets the Kendrick Bourne treatment. And I'm about it. I, I want, I want pass catchers against Washington. So Demario Douglas, one of my favorite pay down options that leaves us with 4,600 left. So let's continue to talk through this wide receiver position, but you can also see how quickly your funds run out. If you have Camara and lamb. So two eight K players makes it wildly difficult to complete a lineup. Now, one thing I think we could do here to get a little more correlation is just throw in Gallup. The negative would be, you know, two sort of cheapies in this lineup. Uh, that never makes me happy, but um, we've got a Dak, Lamb, Gallup combination with a bring back of Dallas Goddard. I don't think that's that's too bad at all. I, I don't mind this. There's other ways to build this lineup, of course, if we're willing to get rid of Kamara and go down to, let's say, like a Josh Jacobs. Let's see what that looks like. That leaves a 6,800 left for the last spot. And that kind of opens up a few different things here. Um, but you're still going to probably have to play a cheapy. Let's see. Yeah. 5,200. There's not that much going on in the five K zone. So either we could go kind of safety with two mediocre plays. None of these are particularly good. 5,200, 53, like yeah, big downs and Dell or some combo like that, which I don't love. Um, another thing I'm monitoring by the way, is the situation with um, Drake London. If Drake London is out, I'm paying attention to um, Mac, right? Uh, Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins actually won us a tournament last year. He's not a bad player. And, you know, I like this Falcons offense if Taylor Heineke is the QB. And if, Mac if, if London is out, I'd be interested in Mac Hollins for 3,500. That'd be a really nice replacement for um gallop in this one but let's plug gallop back in there and go back up to camara we've got 5600 for our last spot and um yeah i got a few i got a few spots here that don't look too bad i think i'm going to go with um mclaurin probably but um uh, marquise brown no madison steven Ramondre is okay as well but Maybe, maybe tank Dell. Yeah. How about that? We'll put, we'll plug in. Where's Collins? Where's Nico? Yeah. A little too expensive. 5,700. Can't get there without, you know what? Yeah. There are some other ways, but for, I don't love Dell at 5,300, but beggars can't be choosers. The other one might be just going running back here in the flex with Rashad white. 
I think that's acceptable. Marquise Brown, probably not. Stevenson, maybe. Um, how did Ford do last week? Yeah, he got some carries. Still, I, if I knew Ford was the starter, if there, we need a little little nugget of of truth there before we can really get there. Hawkinson's another one that I don't mind as well now that Dobbs is going to be there. So a lot of different ways to go, but I'm going to plug in Tank Dell in this first look lineup. And what we have is Dak Prescott stacked with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. Bring back of Dallas Goddard. I'd love to get AJ Brown in lineups this week as well. You know, uh, but we've got the comeback. Uh, so that's our correlation. And then some standalones with um, Jonathan Taylor and Tank Dell and Demario Douglas with our favorite cheap defense. So just a just a quick thought here. This is kind of your first look. Anyway, this is the Dak Prescott version. But I would love to get A.J. Brown into a lineup. And in order to do it, you'll see here, to get Lamb and Brown in the same lineup, it's going to be very difficult. So I'm just going to show how it could be done. You'd have to switch. <laughs> it might not be doable, right? You'd have to switch up Kamara for Brown. In that situation, we couldn't play Goddard because he's just too expensive. So we'd have to go with a super punt tight end, maybe maybe like a maybe a Musgrave or a Hunter Henry. All right, I'm fine with Henry. I mentioned that before. And then we'll we'll need another super punt as well. So and to find it's just too difficult to make it work, like put white in there and then 4,300 at the last spot. So just to demonstrate that it can be done, maybe finish this one off with a um, Jackson Smith and Jigba or, oh, I was thinking I can get to Brandon Cooks. No, Jameson Williams is terrible, 2-2. Two, two. These are all garbage. So yeah, you're probably looking at a Jackson Smith, a Jigba or something like that in order to pull it off. Very difficult. Way too many um, super punts required. So, you know, it's going to be a challenging week with so few players. At least early in the week, it seems that way. It'll be challenging. Not as many games really stand out, but I'm embracing that challenge. I think it's going to be a fun week to build. Don't expect that lineups will score 250 or 270 or anything like that. You're probably winning tournaments this week with a low 200 score. So accept it, lock in the points, and let's crush another week of DFS. Remember, hit that like button, subscribe, and we'll see you.